let me just get, get this out of the way. <laughs> the guy reading it, funny voice when you have it sped up to like 2.5 times. Yeah, Real funny voice. Yeah. I don't know how you guys <laughs> how you guys do that. I did that for 30 seconds and was like, nope. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my secret, Anthony, which is on my player, you can adjust it anywhere from one up to like three, but in point one so you can do one one point one yeah, one point yeah. two you can do that on so audible I, too yeah yeah so i ease myself in so <laughs> i don't i don't turn on three times speed that sounds crazy balls but i like you know frog in boiling water i do like 1.2 and then 1.4 and then 1.6 and then over the course of an hour i get accustomed to 3.0 and then when i put it back to one it sounds weird so yeah that's funny that's really fun it's all about acclimatization alex um, sometimes yeah. i genuinely worry about you and that's the I type think of almost stuff that always is, that is like he he might be a psychopath. I don't know. He might seriously I just be. To a book fast. But no, just the fact that you have like this plotted out for like how to listen to stuff faster. You know, I mean, like he's yeah. Let's yeah. That was crazy. That was like a crazy thing to okay. have to hear somebody else say. That was yeah. nuts. Like and that was in, scary. In all fairness, in all fairness, and, I did a show. It made show, sense. It made I, sense. I, yeah, okay. no, it, it, it makes it. And the thing is, it's like it's like something like the Bechdel test, right? It's about the fact that in aggregate, when you add up all the weird Alex stuff, it all kind of like I think that's really what you're doing. Is you're, up, you know? you're definitely overemphasizing that because here's the thing, which is that um, Ezra and I have had so much more experience with this than you guys. Like mm-hmm. we did four or five years of exclusively bad fiction so we're and like some of those are like 26 30 hour books that we would try Ugh. to get done in a week we did Dude. some long and bad like all bad exclusively bad and so um this was a survival technique this was not like a cool fun thing right yeah well i almost want to like walk you back off that ledge then i would like we, like, <laughs> we like have someone just, coming out of you know prison what? who's like yeah, scared was, of sunlight i, I was like, just Alex, gonna say Alex, this is like this is like we're all locked in an elevator and i'm like do you want to make toilet wine and you're like what I'm like why well, used to be in prison <laughs> it's like five minutes in the elevator i feel like that's five <laughs> yeah. skills that i had put away for a while and they just pop back up yeah, you got a toothbrush that. on you i use it to make a ship it's really yeah. helpful no, it's like one minute and alex just shivs the person next to him it's like well you know this was, it was going there. i just got I, mean, I had to assert dominance yeah. or first, they're gonna get me did it three speed good evening meat suits welcome back to read it and weep we are a podcast that used to be and for today again is about books i'm your host i'm alex falcone recording from north koreatown los angeles quick personal note before we get started today um uh happy wednesday everybody recording this on wednesday um and i just wanted to say because of covid19 i have decided to give back to the community wow. so for the next 30 minutes anybody <laughs> who sends me bitcoin i will send you double that amount of bitcoin so i'm just so feeling so generous today. how much bitcoin know. do you have dog as much I, twice eight, as much as what you have eight Alex, bits. Of course. look <laughs> I, I think that you think it's fun to mock great historical days, but the day when they came for the blue check marks is a day we're still in. Well, you want to know why? Yeah, you want to know why I'm so scared? Blue check mark over here. It was a oh, weird yeah. day for me. She, they came. 
and I was worried. I was, was going to get hacked too. I was like, they got all the top blue check marks on Twitter. They well, got, they got <laughs> Joe Biden. They got and Elon Musk. I've got to be next. Alex, I and I've I've told you one of these days, an Onmoks Co will pull up to your house and take you away. And I've been scared about that for a long time. So. Yeah, I didn't. I thought that was in real. This is a, but it was a metaphor for what will happen with me on Twitter. Uh, I, uh, yeah, anyway, it was a fun day with the hacking uh, on Twitter. That was very exciting for a little bit. Just something, just like, it's like, it's one of those times where it's like, man, if anything could go wrong, that would be so nice right now. Yeah. The one day I'm completely off Twitter because I'm listening to an audiobook, uh, and I come back and I was like, wait, what? Everything fell apart here for a minute? How nice. It was very exciting because it was like, I was like, I happened to be looking at Twitter when the first one came through and I, uh, you know, I like the Elon Musk one popped up and I was like, yeah, I don't think that's how giving back works where you're like, send me unmarked bills. It's pretty like, genius, I have to say. I Hats off to these whoever thought of this. Oh, uh, yeah, I look forward to finding out if it's like just some teenagers or if it's mm. the nation of Russia. Yeah, I'm just now realizing that this is a goof and that you are not actually going to send me. I was getting my Bitcoin together yeah, as you were all talking. All yes, you, were, you, were, all. you spent the whole day on hold with the unemployment department, so you did not get to wa- follow in real time. I did not the experience hack. anything in my life today. Oh, my, yeah, this well, was a minus day. When you live here, when you when you leave here, go enjoy some reading about the crazy havoc on Twitter today. I met a guy say? in in Colombia who had a who had a Bitcoin tattoo and he was, no. he told me that he was so wealthy that I wanted to puke and it was all, <laughs> all from Bitcoin. And he, and I believed him because the guy had a tattoo. You tend to believe people <laughs> if they have a tattoo of the thing they like, of you know what thing, I mean? Yeah. Tattoos generally not, but if it's of the thing they're talking about, you're like, that's authoritative. Yeah. Like if I had a wizard of Earthsea tattoo, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. be like, he's read that book. Like he's definitely read that book. He didn't give up three quarters of the way through and finish the Wikipedia article. Well, how do you know it wasn't like a digital tattoo, and that's where he was like maybe keeping the code the for the bitch? Yeah. Well, it was. It really was. Point. He was Norwegian. That seems like something they do. Yeah, just <laughs> just get a USB drive under the skin with a, mm-hmm. a nice you know digital tattoo to it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, giving people money that probably they don't deserve a uh, quick shout out to a few of our meat buddies this week. Um, uh, I want to say thanks to Tom from Germany for moving over to the Metreon. Also from earlier last month, Jill and Nora both moved over. If you want to become a meat buddy on our new shiny system, you can go to metreon.com and become a meat buddy there. And we really appreciate everybody who keeps us floating down the tracks. Let me introduce you for the pa- to the panel for today. First up, making his triumphant return to the pod in Northern California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. Hey, Alex, I've been in stasis since uh, since the Tom Hanks episode. How's everything going? How's, how's summer fun? Is everything good? <laughs> yeah, we froze you, and we are just thawing you, and it's a weird yeah. time. You're, you're, you're going to be a, a control for to see how this time affects us. <laughs> We're freezing you away. <laughs> Imagine you live in a world where you don't have an opinion one way or another about Goya brand canned beans. Was I supposed to? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> either for or against them right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that, and your opinion on that will affect future job prospects. So get ready for that. 
Uh, I didn't know they made cookies. I've learned so much about this from this. Bre- this anyway, this is, the world is insane. Um, let me wrap, bring up the rest of the panel. Also joining us in uh, Southeast Portland, he's at Anthony Lopez Part so not, Two on not Twitter. My, not my real name, Alex. Come on, giving yeah. the audience power over me. No, no, no. These are not your real. These are your. These are your Wizard conversational names. Name. Yeah, okay. I don't have your actual name. Good. That's um, right. Yeah, I would never call you by that name, Tony. You <gasps> anyway, son of a uh, bitch. Um, Alex, oh, no. on, on the subject of real names, uh, I tried to go to our Metreon, but I think I typed in meetron.com instead, which you can buy, you can buy for just $4,000 if you're up for it. 4000 for Meetron? Wait, M-E-E-T or M-E-A-T? M-E-A-T, obviously. you got to get yeah, the good rotten meat in there. If you want to just meet Ron the person, that seems to be yeah. That's um, what I was excited for a website, a website where you could pay to meet Ron. Yeah, well, so you think you can, but in fact, that seems to be. uh, It is. I don't know the uh, language. I'm gonna. It's not. It's not. It's not Korean. That's the one I would recognize. But it's an Asian dialect, and it is (laughs) porn. There are some Um, gifts here that I don't know what to make sense of. Anyway, maybe not meet Ron. (laughs) Meet Ron spelled with meat. Go to meat. Yeah, go to our new meat Ron filled with meat, not meat Ron. (laughs) I wish you'd. I wish you'd been here when we bought Metreon.com live on the air because it was just a classic moment and it was sad not to have you there and not to have Chris mad at me for doing it. But Meet Ron for $4,095 is a little above us. Hold on, guys. If we succeed enough at Metreon, we can reinvest it in (laughs) Meet Ron. Finally take this to the next level. And then we could take over the other Meet Ron as well. I feel like everybody who is uh, donating to the show knows that it's not a good cause, but if they hear us spend $4,000 on an intentional misspelling, <laughs> that would be pretty silly. I mean, it would probably help for like people who can't spell very well and trying to find stuff on like Metatours or like mm-hmm. the Metatron, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, might, yeah. It might get yeah. us some good traffic from how, you know, people often misspelling those. Those two uh, names. Yeah, Metatron, um, which is both uh, an angel in the Judeo-Islamic and Christian mysticism, but is also mm-hmm. a fun discussion of what's going on behind the scenes of the movie Tron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's what I like, I like, about I like it. that yeah, joke. Fine. That's a good joke. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy that next time in stasis. They, they, oh, just, yeah. uh, they just greenlit Tron 3, so it's the most topical that joke's been. Whoa, Whoa. Tron what? 3. What? What? Sorry, I think you mean blue lit? oh man as i missed you um also happy birthday anthony since i'm introducing you still you had a birthday last week thank you 22 years old you're finally yep uh finally 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 getting that uh getting that body hair in it's pretty exciting yeah Um, it doesn't always grow where you expect so enjoy that yeah Yeah. bad news about that my friend um, I, I did uh, get a birthday code from no, uh, uh, so I'm not. I can't uh, blame you for getting my age wrong because I also got a birthday code from my mom that had the wrong year on it as well, <laughs> which is real sweet. Uh, I, I, uh, I, that's a fun joke that I like to do sometimes for people is get them a birthday card with an intentionally wrong year. No, or I was, like to. This was I like a to joke. get. Me. And it yeah. came with a, uh, a. She framed a picture of us with also the wrong year on it. So it, <laughs> like that, she had specially engraved. It was oh, very nice no, and sweet. That is sweet and hilarious. Um, 
I like to do, or this is the thing I like to do for my dad is I'll buy him a like uh, a card for a different holiday and then just cross that out and write your birthday. That's a fun little joke that I do sometimes. I'm pretty fun to Dad's be in a family that. with. <laughs> yeah. People, <laughs> my dad gets the worst birthday cards for me and almost always he opens one and goes, <laughs> that's just the classic dad birthday sound. Um, rounding out our panel today, he's at Hunbun on Letterboxd. Yeah. He is between two Popeyes in uh-huh. Northeast portland please welcome back hunter donaldson yeah and secret there popeyes that's how i round it out you know what i mean like that's how i keep i keep it round is lots of popeyes every day um <laughs> every lunch uh and it's always the same thing too it's the number six uh with honey mustard i don't even tell you what it is honey mustard and barbecue sauce are my, are my sauces there you go have we you got oh. it i, I was go gonna ahead, say uh, have we ever talked about how weird it is that like Popeyes like is not just a place that serves exclusively canned spinach? Like, I don't even yeah. know if it's on the menu. Do they serve any canned spinach? I don't, I don't think they have a bit of spinach on the menu. No, I don't even think they get terrible. that. I think if you come up and you start doing Popeyes jokes, they'll be like, I don't understand why no, they, you're making this. They, they, as one of my dipping sauces, get some olive oil. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, see, you. Uh, they tried that when they first started, and they got a very angry letter from a lawyer. Being like, look, <laughs> you can use the name Popeye, damn it. But if you sell spinach, I'm going to... They want to come down there. <laughs> I'm going to have a... You're an, so good oh, at yeah. drafting yeah. legal letters where you just yeah. kind of like say, I'm going to... And then you mash your hand again. <laughs> and then you <laughs> like censor yourself like you're on television. Like you're a dirty movie on TV, on USA. Well, I was trying to think of a good Popeye, the like cartoon character reference. Yeah, he's I, a sailor man. But no, the thing is, the second I started thinking about Popeye, I think about that uh, the movie version of Popeye, and I mm-hmm. just sort of go cross-eyed and stare off in the distance for a few seconds. So well, it's just such a weird movie. Why did Robert Altman make Popeye with Robin Williams? Why is that a thing? Would, I am super you curious to find, maybe we'll have to investigate. It's a wild, wild thing that I every time I remember exists, I'm like, man, it's fucking crazy. Never seen that. All right. Um, I did not watch that this week, but let's talk about what else we watched this week before we start on the show. Um, we're going to go around the, around the horn. I'm going to start out this week because this is a follow-up to last week, which is that I did it. I watched Hamilton this week. Ooh. Nice. You I, didn't, uh, investigated. You didn't waste your shot. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't wait for it. I didn't throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, uh, I liked it. I didn't. I didn't love it, but I liked it. It's a seven. I don't know. It's if you had, time. if you had discovered this in a vacuum and no one had ever told you about this, what would you think about it? It's a great question. So this is what I was talking about last week. The reason I was afraid to watch it is because I've never watched something where I've gotten this much pre-hype from everybody and then mm-hmm. had a good time. So it was actually quite surprising that I liked it. I was like, I expected to either love it or hate it. Either it lived up to the hype or I, it would fall way short. And instead, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. This is a seven. I think probably if I'd never heard anything about it, it would probably have been an eight. But I think I might have had some of the same issues with it, which is that I think like Mr. Hamilton's voice is not the best, which Anthony pointed out last week. He's outshined the whole show by everyone next to him. And mm-hmm. also the king spits way too much. And it's very upsetting. What's the amount, right amount of royal spit for you? None. Yeah. None? Zero. Oh, really? Not for me. Do not enjoy it. I like, I like it over the top, baby. I, I like you want more? 
Give me I, a spitty <laughs> king. That's always what I say. <laughs> that's, I, I think that's Popeyes, said this right? Now you... I think I <laughs> yeah, that's that's my order at Popeyes. <laughs> spitty, <laughs> king. spitty king. <laughs> yeah, for my oh my sauce. Let's see. Could you get the guy from Mind Hunter to just spit to just, in my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> just right hey, before I put the tenders in. You you joke, but a lot of people would really enjoy him spitting in their mouth. He's a pretty <laughs> yeah, popular, pretty he, popular fella. Very, and he seems you know, like he'd appeal to, to people that would like that. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, crossover. Ask him to uh, do do some of the voices from Frozen that he does while he does it, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, he's in Frozen too. Yeah, he's he's Finn and the reindeer in Frozen. What double build? Sorry, interesting because his character Um, is wait yes. Just Sven is is the reindeer. Oh, Kristoff Finn is Kristoff. Well, I was that. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna make a joke, but I was calling the man the reindeer but no that, that doesn't make sense no what no, happened was you yeah. accidentally mentioned a movie in front of a man who had seen that movie two thousand times this year <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and actually how many times have listened to the soundtrack independent of the movie because it is <laughs> way more wow so why are you just such a big fan huh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, you, the guy you from have, yeah you have kids and this is the thing that they like and then this is the thing that that you learn to like or you go crazy and then here you are when I have a kid, I want him to be into like goth music. Yeah, that's what I think would be fun. industrial goth stuff that like is not necessarily my t- cup of tea, but that's what he that's what he's gonna like when so I have what a kid. I want, what I like is picturing you as such a supportive dad going to his goth industrial show with him just yeah. to make him happy. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, do, do you got to come see Pipe Scream, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dad. I need a chauffeur for the Skinny Puppy reunion concert. Can I go to it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure, fella. Let's go. I don't know, man. I feel like it's bad to buy into the goth industrial complex. I feel like you should actually do like more of the artisanal. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Goth industrial complex. That's pretty. That's really good. And I'm now I'm now I'm in. I'm gonna think about that while I'm in stasis. Um, anyway, I don't think anyone wants a lot more Hamilton opinions from me, but uh, it is just such a weird cultural thing to be in something that has like that much hype. Uh, it's also weird to watch stage shows on yeah. TV because of the spitting, and also because of their silly little widow's peak microphones uh, leaning on their foreheads. That I definitely they, 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 it was just, it was Eddie Munster night. Is why they were all doing that. <laughs> all uh, I I mean my. I think the thing that I'm most confused about is why he goes to that second duel. Like, I feel like if I was his wife, you cheat on me with the cuckold Kong men. I'm fine about it. I get over that. But if you go do the thing that you encouraged our son to do that got him killed and you're like, excuse me, I'm just going to go duck out and do this tonight. I would have a tough time forgiving you for that. That is crazy. The king of finding plot holes in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah, no. this this story no. based on real life. This doesn't make any sense. This yeah, real life. Well, no, this is I not right. Say, just I bad writing. Or another, way, or another way to say that is, if I was making a movie about his life, I would think that moment would be interesting enough to focus on. And the fact that she forgives him would be really interesting. I might give that some breath too, instead of like a throwaway moment that is, I think, the most interesting emotionally in the whole show. But as long as you you just needed to make room, you know, he only had three and a half hours. He needed to make room for 40 minutes of pub debate club in the beginning. That was mm-hmm. the important thing. Well, you gave it a seven, Alex, but I feel like your tone's kind of a six. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you should see my face. That's a five. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's just not fun to be like that. That song was neat. That was interesting. I cried at that part when the sun I died. I think I'm gonna have to lower your score to a six for you. Okay, you didn't have the courage to give it a seven yourself, but I, I'm I'm evaluating your opinion from over here, and I'm I'm feeling a six. So it's gonna be a six I for now. Jefferson gets the seven, and then Hamilton gets a six. That's how okay. I feel. So, and and it is. Since Jefferson is not the main, the the named character. That's the mistake. You had made this about that character, specifically with that actor, different mm-hmm. score. Um, anyway, those are my terrible Hamilton's opinions. Um, uh, Ezra, what what else have you been watching? Did you watch Frozen this week? Uh, I Hard to remember. Uh, it's always kind of in the background. There's like a playlist we have. It's called the Hawaiian Dreams on Spotify. Uh, and, and like, it's always, that's where we get the kids to sleep. And so like, it's usually playing for like 20 minutes after we come out of the kid's room. And like, I don't notice it. Cause it's just, it's always in the brain. Uh, it's kind of like that. That's, that's frozen, but no, uh, uh, Palm Springs, uh, I saw and oh, that yeah. hits a lot of sweet spots for me. Cause I love, uh, time stuff, uh, specifically like time loops. Uh, time loops. I, I, uh, like, yeah, Andy Samberg, I, I liked a lot in, um, uh, Brooklyn nine nine SNL. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. There's just a J.K. Simmons, uh, uh, Kristen uh, Milioti. There's like it's is this a Groundhog's stuff. Day? Is this yes. this is a Groundhog's Day? Ish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love yeah. a good Groundhog's I, Day. The, I, the vaporwave on the on the show poster. I, this is interesting. I watched that this week myself. I uh, really enjoyed it. It's too good too. Uh, very fun. I like that this concept is kind of becoming like it's far enough from Groundhog's Day that people won't immediately be like oh it's a Groundhog's Day ripoff or just yeah. enough mm-hmm. people have ripped it off that they're like oh time loop stories that's just well, a fun but genre the whole thing is Groundhog Day is a genre yeah, it, yeah, yeah you exactly. call it a Groundhog Day it's oh yeah. this is one of those Groundhog Days oh my god there's a new Groundhog Day I want to see it yeah, yeah yeah it's like the way Die Hard is just man stuck in a blank Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, well, man fighting people on a sub, man fighting. Tell me if I'm right about this, but isn't wasn't like the first few first person shooters were Doom ripoffs, and then eventually yeah. it became a genre. Well, there's that? like Doom likes was what they were called. And th- I mean, there's a whole genre of video game called roguelikes. Yeah, so that that's still just... based off uh, the, the video game Rogue. Right. Yeah, and, so... and uh, we still call them roguelikes. You know, and like well, and Metroidvania, or just Metroid and Castlevania. So, so this is a uh, groundhogs like. Yes, yeah. hog and day. Hog like. <laughs> oh, like a hog like. I feel like the consent, like the central conceit, is you have to bring something new to the table. Like you can't just do yeah. Some groundhogs element. day. Uh, and I thought like this, uh, and like live, like live, die, repeat, and this are like the two best of like. Oh shit! I've never even considered that about time yeah. loops. Uh, uh, and it's a very fun premise. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. Nice. Um, what else? Uh, what else did you see, Anthony? Or is that your, um, your vote? No, I I watched that. I also watched. I wanted to give two quick shout outs to that, and I finally saw Crawl from last year, uh, which is a fun little creature feature oh. about uh, the this uh, this father and daughter stuck in a flooding house in Florida when gators right. attack. And uh. most, it's a nice little creature feature, like I said, uh, produced by Sam Raimi, who I always love seeing his name pop up and stuff. 
Uh, yeah. Wait, Anthony, have you seen the Sam Raimi episode of the the Chef Show on uh, on uh, on Netflix? He just like he just like cooks like sourdough with um with John Favreau and uh, and Roy Choi. It's real fun. No, I will have to check that out. I, I interesting. I like have a lot of love for Sam Raimi's movies in my heart. So, do you like Ted uh, Raimi yeah. also? Yeah, Ted Raimi's always okay, fun. I like cool. watching him show up in the his brother's worlds and stuff. But yeah, he did direct this one. He just produced it. But yeah, it's a I real fun. About, ha- about who? <laughs> the guy from uh, uh, Ro- Mr. What's Robot. Is that Mr. Robot? About? Yeah. Uh, Why are we talking about him? Are you just are you just are you just, gonna, are you just random Raimi. people? I was, to, I was riffing on the Remies. Oh, dude, what do you think about my neighbor Ron? Do you <laughs> know him? Look, this was closer than that. Let's, I was, no, let's, do you want to meet him? Yeah, I know a website for meeting him. <laughs> No. I I do want to we'll say throw a hamburger at him. How much will that cost? Four thousand dollars. If we're gonna be talking about how you feel about people, I want to talk about how we feel about Barry Pepper because he's the leading crawl, and I've always loved when a movie has a bit of pepper in it. Uh, you don't see him a lot because Battlefield Earth kind of ruined his career trajectory. Uh, but whenever he shows up and stuff, it's always exciting, and he has a pretty sizable like. Crawl basically only stars two people, uh, him and the very good actress who was in like one of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. I think like the last one, maybe. I don't know. It's oh, been a while, one. But yeah, definitely the highest quality. That's a series that just goes up and up. Um, they only get better, and, and it's yeah. exponential. The next one will be the best film of all oh, time. Yeah. Well, and filmmaking. Oh yeah, the it's the like uh, COVID. It's like the COVID of movie quality. <laughs> We have to we have to flatten the uh, the, the pirate curve. curve. Yeah, <laughs> otherwise uh, take over. You mean the uh, the Mogo Robbie one, written by the guy who created Chernobyl and also wrote Scary Movie two and three? Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. exactly what I meant. Yeah, uh, definitely going like to be great. A, I like a little bit of pepper. I also like an alligator. I like a yeah, big ass alligator. Yeah, you like a gator. You're a gator what man. I yeah, if you were a gator man, you would love this movie. It's got some real good gators uh, eating people action and oh, people nice. narrowly escaping, getting eaten by gators action. Yep, that part I don't like. Uh, I, want them to I wish this movie was called See You Later. That's what I want. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. That is good. Um, it did prevent me from doing my favorite joke, but that uh, felt pretty good. My favorite well, dad joke is to like very seriously in conversation when someone mentions alligators. Say, do you, do you know how to tell the difference between a, an alligator and a crocodile? You got to be got to be very serious, as serious as possible. And then they're like, "No, how? It's something to do with the ears." And then you go like, "If you what you do is you turn around, and then if you see them later, it's an alligator. If you see them after a while, crocodile." <laughs> you got to be very serious to pull it off. Uh, yeah, the longer yeah. into the thing they realize that you're an asshole, the better. Um, that leaves you, Hunter. What else did you watch this week? Oh yeah. Um well, I'm not even going to talk. I I did I who cares? Um I uh I I had a bad day and I just want to rant for a second and just get a little bit of ranty energy out of there because I tend to like get upset uh about something and then I tend to and I don't know, I might be the only person that does this, but get mad at people I just see randomly that I don't know. Um and today it seemed like the way I don't know if like Portland has like an email chain that I'm not on, but it felt like 
everyone in Portland was like, hey, whenever Hunter goes on his walk from his girlfriend's place to his house, none of us are going to wear masks. We're all going to take our masks off and just walk around maskless and just like dare him to say something. And we know he's not gonna, but he is gonna just like be so mad that I've designed in my head. So I've taken over the United States in my brain now. And the way it works is because people aren't wearing the regular masks. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? We've blown past that now. You don't even get to wear regular masks now. Now everyone has to wear a clown mask. Okay. You have to wear a clown mask and that's, and that's it. Those are the only acceptable ones. Okay. We're taking all the N95. uh, If you don't wear a simple cloth mask now, it's going to be mandatory that you wear a catcher's mask. mask. That'll also be acceptable. Okay. So sweaty. Yeah. mask. That's it. Like we're, we're starting to run out of masks. Okay. Hunter, I gotta say, there um, it's not a private email chain. And are you not on that Slack improv everywhere that we have set up? No, really <laughs> not. And the... I, I gotta say, this one wasn't funny to me. I just <laughs> well, didn't really laugh coming, much. It's... Everybody, put your pants back on. Take yeah. off your mask. It's <laughs> it's improv everywhere. It's never funny. That's the house yeah, style. That's true. You know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, funny that's at true. first, yeah, like fifteen true. years ago, they yeah. started good. Um, I will tell you, Hunter, my advice, because you're talking about whether or not to, to say something when you see them. My my here's what I do is whenever I see someone without a mask, I don't say anything to them. I just let it eat me up inside. Yeah, that's what I did all day. Okay, good. Okay, just good. Yeah, I was walking home. And I just but each time I add it to the same pile and I just feel worse and worse inside until it's consumed me. No, yeah. but that's see, that's why, like we were saying before the show, Hunter's going full joker. But his yeah. joke, his full joker is not going to be that bad. Alex, when you go, yeah, Alex, when you go full Joker, it's gonna be real bad because you're gonna have so much, so much. I'm gonna be on the Tonight Show. Yeah, um, (laughs) but yeah, Hunter, Hunter's going full Joker right now. We live in a. We all live the in a society. That hurt me is that open mic comic uh, with mental health issues getting on the show uh, before on getting on Tonight Show before me. That makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, we got to get, get going because we have a harder out tonight, so we don't have the. We did a hard out. We have twenty minutes to talk about this book. I'm so excited here. I, I, hard I out, get stick out of around here. for a little bit too. So I, well, I want to, I want to give our give their money's worth because today yeah. we have a just a great topic to talk about. We were talking about a Wizard of Earthsea by Ursula K. Le Guin, the 1968 high fantasy young adult, but not in an insulting way, book. This is sponsored by David and Maggie, uh, and I asked them why they picked this, and David said, uh, which I mentioned last week, it's a beautiful book, and I personally love it since it is the story of my life. Maybe it is yours, too. Um, and then he also spe- specified to do avoid the disgusting TV series, which pisses on Ursula Le Guin's poetic intent. Mm-hmm. So we're avoiding that, just reading the book. Also, one of his main reasons for picking this book, Ezra, was you, because he misses having you on the show, and so he wanted something that he thought you could enjoy with your son now i understand your son might have had other plans he did not necessarily get roped into this but he thought it'd be appropriate for uh you and caleb to enjoy together but either way david and maggie were buying you back onto the show that was their game plan it worked you got what you wanted you're I, here yeah uh i did not share this one with, with caleb i i thought it was a little this is a little tricky i think focus wise uh there are very few few pictures on the audiobook arguably none um have you done any harry potter with him yet yeah some and like if i can do like usually it works like like kind of snippets at a time it just wasn't like kind of feasible for the uh for the schedule yeah, it's harder on a deadline yeah uh I, I will say i think the the 
audiobook rendition. This one was not quite as good uh, with the voices as uh, as Jim Dale, uh, who really yeah, crushes. Yeah, it might be a, a, a little bit less of a uh, production. Yeah, which is fair. Uh, yeah. It's but, only fair. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I I I think I deeply appreciate the sentiment. I tried I tried to like you know, find good things to connect with uh, with Caleb uh, this week. So uh, we uh, we read. Uh, you told him not to summon any demons at school. Uh, yeah, you know, just just you know, just if someone is well, he's homeschooled, so it's really like it'd be right. Like like there's Especially no bad. No, yeah, definitely not. Right. That's His why, at school rival might be you. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm, I'm just You're like the Malfoy. <laughs> just, oh God. Yeah. Well, in that case, Ezra, definitely don't walk around being super condescending to your son all day. That's true. Yeah, because uh, that you might fault. he might take it as a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you tell him there's so many ways to win a battle against a bully that don't involve some summoning anything from hell? I mean, yeah. Well, you want to win the war though, not just the battle. So, and once you summon the hell demon, and you, you know, do you, you think have it squashed. You're like, wow, I think you may have lost this battle and the war because now you're running from a hell demon the rest of your life. Turns out, other kid did, Malfoy didn't even get to be a wizard, so it worked out great. Yeah, and then you he get to then you get to like sub like you know just absorb the demon, and you're like mo- you know like you got demon in you, you got you in you, and it's all good. So everyone should go around. Yeah. And you're and, and basically Bill's character. Cool. <laughs> the equivalent of him like logging into Facebook ten years later and finding out his like high school bully is not happy. It was it was a great outcome where he was like, "Whatever happened to that kid who sucked?" And they're like, "Didn't get his wizard staff, dropped out." <laughs> just just really, a Popeye's. Really, fo- followed the Grateful Dead for a few years. Hey, and wait, like, kind of fell why did he end up working at a Popeye's? Yeah, why is that where you put him? You- came to my mind i wish i could work at a popeyes damn it well you probably could i, I can't asp- you have no, I, I don't think i could i don't think i could hack it for people to be who honest. have not read this book let me jump in here with a three sentence summary yeah and then you can tell me why i, I didn't mean to cut you off uh, what are these sentences but i mean names more. are important <laughs> um we'll see um so my three sentence summary of the book dooney is a young boy in a classic pre-industrial fantasy time with wizards dragons and not very many women Number two, he gets named Sparrowhawk and then goes off to wizarding school where he is very smart, but also a little stupid on the whole, including one time he tries to prove a point by summoning a demon straight from hell to chase him for the rest of his life. And number three, he gets named Ged and he runs from his shadow demon towards the shadow demon and then eventually murders slash merges with him on the open sea, just as all boys going through puberty have to and deal with it. And now he deals with the demon inside him for the rest of his life. And that's the book. So it's just a classic coming of age puberty story pretty good why did you not try to do a portmanteau of merge and murder it's like right there for you you mean murder or merge no like why did you not no, mer- no. you merge them, them together. together yeah yeah i know and then it becomes either merge or murder well you could probably find a way to be merger merger that word is all I, I thought about that, that merged merged or most foul <laughs> i think i think merger is pre-assigned so i don't think we can use that Fair it's enough. like I'm sorry, this username has been taken. <laughs> well, I'll take I'll take mer- merger zero zero seven. No one will think of that. Um, yeah, so basically, it's the first draft of Harry Potter, and uh, it's mostly it's a- the first draft of Harry Potter. <laughs> I mean, I did so. I actually did. Um, I, I have a few things I want to talk about. The first thing is that is just like how much this reminded me of books that came after it. So. Okay sort of seeing its fingerprints in other works obviously harry potter is a big one but also um have you guys i assume you guys uh, at least hunter i assume you and anthony maybe have read name of the wind 
Uh-uh. Yeah, my yes, my wife is a big fan of that franchise. Yeah, uh, Patrick Rothfuss as are you familiar? No, is I'm, this also I'm big on names. Also big on names. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, a- Anthony, we had him on our show in Portland yeah, uh, several years ago. Um, very Neil Gaiman uh centric. Yeah. I can feel influence all over uh or like her influence all over his work as well. Yeah, um, it's such an interesting book where it does not seem to have the place in society of some other works that were copying it or were, were taking it as influence. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that there's a few really interesting things about that. I think that, you know, like kind of like it's it's time. It, it's not they're not it's not like a huge bombastic fantasy series. Like, right. you know, the, the whole series is a lot more personal and coming of age stories. I also think there's a huge element to it that like, you know, all the adaptations for this kind of get in hot trouble because they always whitewash the whole cast. Yeah. Uh, and I think having like, you know, mostly a minority led uh, cast of characters is almost hurt it from its like real pop culture saturation point, which I think is like definitely coming around now. But like, you know, they cast Sean Astin as Gl- Ged in the sci fi mm-hmm. series that was pretty popular. And it's just, you yeah. know, it's lame stuff like that that kind of, you know, stuff yeah, that that in, in her work that kind of doesn't get translated. You know, she this book kind of has, you know, it doesn't have much of it, but like you know, Ursula Gwynn is so known for like being like the mother of like feminist science fiction and feminist fantasy. Yeah, and, like, Left Hand of Darkness. Yeah, it just has I so many like all. so many amazing things that she did, but it's always kind of pit her in like kind of the sub, I don't know, Trying to not sound like belittling because I don't think it is, but I feel like when the cultural canon, she like every writer I respect loves her, but you don't see her on a lot of like fantasy lists that are mostly you know male dominated. Um, so so you're recommending hand of, Left Hand of Darkness? Yeah, that book rules. Just to kind of go off of what you're saying, like we're they're working on doing Dune again. Before we get around to doing Left Hand of Darkness. Like, yeah, we're going to have another go on a book that's, I mean, uh, Dune's fine. Yeah, I mean, Amazon is going back to the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we're going to do Lord of the Rings again (laughs) before we do Left Hand of Darkness. So, yeah, yeah, I I totally agree with what you're saying. It's it's ridiculous. I I haven't read a uh, Ursula Le Guin before, but I'm I'm just like just looking into this. Is there anyone else besides her that you can think of who have had like kind of like smashes that are science fiction and then high fantasy also? Oh yeah, that does both. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely you know people like Stephen King who just sort of write in every category. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like even like Neil Gaiman mostly stands to like magical realism and stuff like that he doesn't really do like you know crazy spaceships yeah. or anything like that but yeah she is such an interesting body of work and so interesting is such a good writer that was kind of like my main i had never read this book the only thing i'd ever seen is the um the studio ghibli movie which is not very good uh so Wait, i kind what? of went studio ghibli of this that is not good well it's a studio ghibli that is like a loose adaptation of like three of the books like i don't think i think it takes place like because this book is like you know it's the first one in the series but like ged gets much older as the rest of the book series goes so he's like an older mentor character in the later ones and that's what the studio ghibli movie is about uh it's not very good it's a very bad movie actually uh 
Yeah, it, it really was. I was very excited about it, but I was not a big fan of it. And most people I know who have read the, all the books and seen the movie definitely say do watch, uh, read the books <laughs> instead. Um, Interesting. But because well, I didn't know much about the story, I was going to kind of roundabout way of saying like something I really liked about it is what you sort of said earlier that like, it's a it's a young adults novel, but like not in a bad way. Like I was surprised at how good of like a kid's story this is. And again, not in a degrading way at all. The way it's this, this story of like this young, talented kid whose pride is his downfall. And like the way it teaches its lessons about you're not going to, like if you run from your problems, they're going to have power over you, but it's only when you pursue your problems that they don't. Uh, yeah. Just, I just really liked the way and it told how its the story. The thing about being a teenage boy is that you have a demon inside you at all times that you created and you need to learn to live with. Yeah, I mean, I would also say that's the pretty human experience in general. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm sure that is, that is true for women, too. I have more experience of the, the boy demon, but... Again, we don't want to talk about your Joker, okay? Yeah, you, we don't want to talk about your demon, Joker, no. dude. Yeah, we all know. We all know boners, guys. That, that little, 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 little clown. Simple little boner factory. clown inside the corner that you can uh, only um, see in the darkness. Yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with that, and I... I like that the as a a kid's story that doesn't reach too far is it's just kind of it's it's a little bit it's patient um but also tells the story just incredibly well and and like flows easily i was i was in, I, I had a lovely time and i was i'm a little worried about having as so much to say as you saw from the hamilton discussion it's just more fun to talk about the two things that i don't like than for the 10 things that i'm like this is great so Ooh, what do you don't like yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm worried I don't have much. I don't, like, I, there's a couple of little things, but one thing that is that I do feel like in all high fantasy, women get shafted, and so the fact oh, yeah, that and they're she, all that, witches, aren't they? They're either like there's like suspicious local witches or a 14 year old girl who's clearly going to be married off to him later. Um, I thought the 14 year old girl even they said that she was witchy. Was she witchy too? Yeah, I, I mean, they I said. I, I mean, feel like I just feel like um, like. This is the, the thing that bugs me about it is that it's like it's set as if it's in a time period on Earth. And so you could make the argument and people say this with like um, uh, uh, Game of Thrones where they're like, well, this it's the time period. But it's you made it up. It's the fake world. <laughs> There's right. Like, and I can, and and I can kind of tell the job. connections you're making. You're not being yeah. that coy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. a double it's a double edged sword. Right. It's the like. It's like it's exactly what you said. Like this conversation came up with like going back to video games for a second, but with like The Last of Us has like yeah. some problematic stuff in it, and people are like, well, what do you expect? It's a post-apocalyptic world where this and this happened, and it's like, well, who created that post-apocalyptic right. world? Right? <laughs> yeah. like, we didn't made, just find the story written yeah, on a stone somewhere. But, <laughs> there was a, a, but also, I met, I a great joke about this with with uh, that I cannot remember his name to credit it, but he was like he was talking about Game of Thrones where he was like, "No, I just need to be honest with the story that happened in my head. This is the yeah. these sexual assaults are what I made up, and yeah, I need to I be just, on, to honor those." <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think it is like a little bit just from. And like understandably so, just lacking context, but like definitely from just what I know and have read of Ursula Le Guin's work, it is a odd complaint that you're not going to get in the rest oh, of her yeah, work. Yeah, at all. That's why I'm, I immediately like checked out and, from like, the library. Uh, even, uh, 
fan book because I I'm I, I'm not a concern. It's just like the whole genre has agreed. Well, look in this made up time that we all have, women don't get to do stuff. But I mean, again, I think that's also like what she goes about subverting in sequels. So it's like mm. I I really find that it's very like again I haven't read the whole books, but like setting up the world in this one to like subvert things later and like the way she does write her female characters is not like it's not like you know like uh something like the game of thrones writers or something like that when there's just like women they create women just to put them through horrible torturous environments you don't really get any of that in this work it's just this is a dude who doesn't traffic in running around a lot of females he lives a very dude rocks dudes rock centric life and it's like sometimes that happens sometimes just i I mean has to run from a shadow for years but the main problem then is just that wizard school has no women Mm -hmm. like why why can't women go to wizard school that seems bullshit especially because like in in the harry potter series that's inspired by this the one one thing that you could definitely credit with not coming from this is having uh the female characters be more yeah have them be more interesting by and large than the boys but like i the irony of osla quinn being a much better person than jk rowling turns out to be at the same time though is like just a you two are into that since you know we've talked a little bit about like art and artist and this like one of the things i've said before is that i feel like like whether or not one can separate an art from an artist is sort of like up to how strong you are like i'm not choosing it but anytime you mention harry potter i think of her being stupid on twitter so like right whether or not i think intellectually i should be able to every time now i'm like why is she being so lame about this stuff if she would just keep her mouth shut and let me enjoy this book well i think i i mean personally on a side note about that i'm just kind of glad that people are like might reference something else but harry potter uh for a little bit like there's still so many people whose every frame of reference is that that hey if we can get some more earthsea references in the lexicon I feel well, like I, we would have done good work here today. I want to give you guys a brief wiki hole since we talked about that. So the first, uh, very brief, um, but uh, a little. So hole. I was yeah, just a little tiny hole. This just a, just a tight little hole. So I was, um, uh, I was, I was feel. I read the first like half or, or third, third to a half of the book, and I was like, this is feels very similar to Harry Potter. Boy genius goes to wizard school. Snotty boy feud from day one fights a grand evil gets a scar forever. Like I feel some parallels. I think what's funny about both both of the, that setups is that the the when they separate the magic into like the different like yeah. classifications of magic. Yeah, it's just like wouldn't magic? I feel like would be cooler than this. I don't know. Like every, <laughs> like oh, once it becomes okay. like a thing you study. Like well, you're, my major is fire magic. Okay, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> that was I totally. A- a big no. thing of what I really enjoyed about this and like this type of writing about it where it feels like there's no like fish out of water character, even though Ged kind of is that a little bit. It's, it's but it's not like no Harry Potter. Harry Potter has no fucking like clue. Our world. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. Like one it, of us. So you constantly have people like explaining everything to him. I like that. This is like when they do explain the magic, it's not in a like, well, you say these words and then you think happy thoughts and this beast that's fighting you comes out. This yeah. is like, they talk about it as like the philosophical ramifications and like more of like a, almost the way you imagine Jedi's talking about the force. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like, like the Jedi thing. It's, it's way more totally. Jedi. Yeah, it's way Super more like, it's, it's you're, not, you're not like 
it's it's not scenes of like, well, you take this and you mix this and you cook it over. It's like you mm-hmm. have to think about the balance of the universe and what's the difference between a pebble and a diamond and like getting into like this philosophical yeah, I this. use of magic. I, I, which I one of my feelings with magic is that you have to nerf it in your world. Or it's just too strong. If yeah. magicians are just, if you can just do magic, we're just like, and now money, and now food, like that just, it just makes a magician boring. So one of the ways you can do it is like with Harry Potter, where it's like the more fucked up spells are just harder. You have to memorize more, you have to think more clearly, you have to believe it in your heart. You can make well, it harder. Well, you have to be a uniquely special person who, right? Yeah, normal people, yeah, who yeah. normal people will never be able to reach. Right. But with um but with this, the way she nerfs it is that like if you do a spell to bring the rain over your neighborhood, it might cause a drought in the next town over. Cause you're just like it's sort of a um you matter cannot be created or destroyed magic mm-hmm. where it's like a confirmation of magic where you're like a, anything anything you do is gonna cause something. And a, uh, like equilibrium, if you will. Equilibrium, it's great. It's like if you sure, do you want to create a billion dollars? Well, that's going to cause some major deflation. It's gonna come from somewhere. It's gonna yeah. come from Bezos. You're gonna yeah, take yeah. Bezos's money. That case, I love that. That's no way I would no, no. Yeah. I want Bezos to have the money. <laughs> Please keep the money. <laughs> yeah it's it's like that and like i love magic that's like the everything has a real name and that is like this like something about like the just the in the power of existing and being like a soul thing you have power over it i just love magic like that like i love anytime names are important yeah, like the so if, you know, since you haven't read, if you haven't read it, like one of the keys is that like in order to do magic on a thing, everything has a has a name in like that we call it, and then it's got a name in its old the old tongue or in the magic language. Yeah, yeah. And if you know its name in the old tongue, that's how you can summon it to you or bind it's like it to Plato something. with like the uh, not Plato, Plato. Um, oh, the. <laughs> <laughs> I heard really myself like, wrong. It was like, and Ed was like, "Do Plato?" And you're like, "Philosophy." Oh, uh, my major, no. <laughs> but like the essence of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah, dog? Like salt, water, flour, edible, food coloring. I got you, man. Yeah. Essence of stuff. Why, why doesn't the magical boat sink? Because mag because boats don't sink. You know, it's yeah. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, I think that's the power super, super and the cool. thought is like it's neat. I love that stuff. Neil um, Gaiman does that kind of stuff really well in his work. In his yeah, work. Well, I yeah. Liked reading his stuff when I was younger. Wait, did, did we you cut go... away from your hole, or did oh, we actually? My hole. Thank you, Hunter. Yeah, let's um, get back in your hole. I'm sorry. So, yeah. so it's first, before my hole. I guess the, the the other half is that I I mentioned to our spot. So I read half it. I was feeling that way about Harry Potter. I mentioned to David by email, and I said that, uh, and he was like, he said. Um, and I like the way he said this. It was like, alas, Alex, all of the new writers raid the canon for structure and miss the heart of the parables as they create characters more easily incorporated into modern celebrity culture. Um, which I think is actually like a pretty decent summary of like taking some of the themes of this and making it into Harry Potter, which is more like it's more fun and silly to be like, oh, this chocolate frog. Um, yeah. as Your a- wizard, Harry, is like an entire <laughs> mindset. You know, it's, it's such like, it is such like a, like a saccharine, const, like, like, distilling down story to its most like digestible format. <laughs> it's like that sentence, you know? 
the um uh he also mentioned yeah he referred to his inherited nobility theme in Harry Potter, which is just like I it is a, I mean I, also I mean Ged is definitely like genetically good at wizarding still, mm-hmm. but uh there is yeah it's, he's not he's not a god in the it's same not like way. divine right of kings or yeah, some no, shit and yeah. he's like a you know he comes from a small village it's that like yeah, he's a, a, pa- a powerful person can come from anywhere right yeah and that's well, like kind the of, one good star wars not the yeah, two bad Tatooine, star wars right yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, or you know a boy with a broom inside of my uh horse space horse shed <laughs> that it was at the end of the last jedi yeah, um, yeah exactly it is or shit um so oh, now to yeah. get to my whole <laughs> yeah those kids are dead by the way um that's what happened in the next one is just Disney killed them <laughs> yeah um so uh here's my wiki hole so commenting on the similarity to harry potter Le Guin said that she did not feel that jk rowling ripped her off but that rowling's book received too much praise for a quote originality and that rowling quote, could have been more gracious about her predecessors. My incredulity was at the critics who found the book, the first book, wonderfully original. She has many virtues, but originality isn't one of them. Yeah. God damn. Isn't that a heck of a quote? And from somebody like as a founder in this thing to be like, look, I'm not saying the books are bad. I enjoyed the books. But like the one thing you can't say is she made up the idea of wizarding school. Uh huh. Mm, yeah, uh, for sure. Even at the time, I remember as a kid when that book came out, there was the, also the the Lemony Snicket's uh, kid, unfortunate kids book. You know, what I'm talking about those yeah, yeah, awful right. little those children. Kids, those kids were super unfortunate. Those <laughs> shitty kids or something. Uh, Seriously, <laughs> Lemony yeah, Snicket's a... like dickish kids that are mean or something. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Citrus man, but, those kids are jerks. <laughs> I remember even just as a kid, I was like looking at, at at those books and I was like, these have like the same like title convention. Obviously, they're not about the same stuff, but, you you know, whatever. There was there was lots of fiction that all at that time. There was a what's the one about the kid who's rich. They made a movie of it recently. It's just about like a bat kid. He's just like a kid and he's rich. And that's it. He's Bezos's kid. It's, you know, what I'm talking about. It's not not Richie Rich, Rich starring Macaulay Culkin. It's not Richie Rich. It's after Richie Rich. It's around Harry Potter time. There was just these books that was about oh, some kid, kid that oh, wait, literally. Is that like Artemis Fowl? Or... Artemis Fowl. Yeah, you just got it, dog. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you, my brother. It's real. I don't. I didn't see it. It is very rich. We got Artemis Fowl. Yeah. But yeah, so that's one where the divine right of kings is just that he's literally part of the bourgeoisie. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, I like a lot better that he's a goat herd. And also what I like is that he started doing useful shit. Like when he learned magic, it was like, how do you get the sheep to come back without running over there and scaring them and yelling at them? As you learn the sheep comeback spell, mm-hmm. you learn the true name of the sheep. And he learned like, just like little bits of cool, useful local magic. And then uh, later on, he gets into the like bougie Harvard magic. But in the, at the beginning, he's just like, just a good ass local wizard. Here's a question: Have we ever done like the reverse where it's like someone comes from like really like you know like high means basically, and it just finds out they're like just like a very average solid goat herd, and then like that's where they settle out? You mean I like, want it? No. Yeah. Why would they do that? They could pay someone else to herd their goats. No, but just, they're not good at being like bougie. They're just like they're really bad at it. Like it's like you know what? I think I might be a goat herding like progeny. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, we do get we 
we do get that, but it's the story arc when the guy's like a fail son in his 50th year of life who decides to like give up everything he has and go live herding goats. Like that mm-hmm. story gets oh, told yeah. a lot, but you don't yeah. see a lot of like fresh young bucks, 20 years of age, just going, you know what? I like her- I like doing herding goats. That's what I'm going to go do. Side note, side note. I feel like they should herd things that are like, don't want to go away as much, you know, like, like, like just like be more like a rock herder, I guess, or like maybe perhaps like a, uh, I don't know, like a lazy a turtle herder. Lazy turtle herder. Yeah, the old lazy yeah. turtle herding nerfs. I, I mean, guess, you have also. To lazy turtle herd if you want a lazy turtle soup. <laughs> Don't we all wild lazy turtles anymore? You go for the lazy <laughs> turtle soup you got right around here. I just, my my point was not less about goat herding, but that like if you're born cushy, you cannot fail is part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, one like, thing America has proved yeah. to us: the president declared bankruptcy six times and still gets to call himself rich. Like you can't than the president. You know what I mean? President, like you can't fuck up that bad. There is a there is a safe a golden safety net, and so it's just uh it's just that's why that story doesn't happen is it's like a person trying to fail can't get down far enough well and even when that story sort of does happen it's always like the rich person is sort of baptizing themselves in mm. the lower classes oh, in yeah. order to glean some sort of like deeper truth that they could then take back to their bougie ass world and be even better at like i don't know their fucked up vampire shit oh, that they do you mean like the eat love pray Titanic is sort of like that. Yeah. She's sort of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's sort of the Titanic. Batman does it where he like quits yeah. being rich and then learns how to fight. And yeah, then, well, yeah, like, can, yeah. The, the, yeah, you, you can take limited rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen a bunch, of, bunch of rich white folks go to India to learn about like life. Oof. Directed mm-hmm. by Wes Anderson, not a good yeah. movie. All right, all right. That's, how about yeah, that one? That one's yeah. a one. Someone starts yeah. in the middle. And then stays in the middle. Do we have any of those? <laughs> you mean um, like <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you mean uh, Plateau, the movie? <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I mean, I've here. been trying to pitch this show based on my life for a while, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm still here, right in yep. the middle. No art. Yeah. I mean, that's mostly. That's what most Coen Brothers movies are. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. dude living his life doesn't rise or fall below his station. Yeah, he um, starts out bowling. He ends up bowling. That's pretty much it. And then Donnie dies for some reason. That's pretty. But but everyone else stays right where they are. I man. think there probably are those movies where someone like gets rich and then like blank check. He gets like rich and then goes back, and he's learned a lesson about his life. That's I true. Think, I don't remember the end of the movie, but he probably. flirts with being rich. Yeah, yeah. He takes a vacation in the rich part. I don't know. It's confusing. why did they give the kid all that money just because he brought a piece of paper that said to give it to him? Well, if, I you rem- will never if, you want, if you think back to the movie, what happened was someone had done a crime and deposited in that bank to be picked up that day in that exact same amount. And his code name was Juice. And the kid was like, I would like some juice. Here's a check for a million dollars from that person. So it was a pretty incredible set of coincidences. Okay, yes, but here's the yeah. issue I have with the movie. It's called Blank Check. For most of the movie, the check was not blank, you know? It's it like, almost was never blank. Yeah. The crucial moment was that it was the amount was blank. That was the crucial moment. I just I feel like they should have had a better like it's you like think it's, it's really been named after its lesser forms. It cashed check, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they cashed this check. <laughs> the shitty kid has money now. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of good names for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Richie Rich. 
Two. Yeah. Artemis Fowl. Uh, when, I feel like Blank Check the movie was just sort of like a metaphor for them making Blank Check. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was a documentary. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so, it, it, <laughs> a ton of money for it. That was like one. That was because because uh, Blake Snyder is one of the writers of that, and he wrote a book about uh, screenwriting that I read recently, and so he's talked about this a little bit. But they there was a huge bidding war for like these guys who never really done anything, and they sold that script for a ton of money. I it mean, a it's a great movie. It's it's a it's an elevator pr- pitch that just the night is the nineties could got not get enough of right well, like, when, the nineties yeah. just loved normal ass kid something home alone, happened, baby. Home, home alone home alone to blank check to that one remember that movie when the checks kid, in baby that that kid breaks his arm and ends up uh, playing baseball professionally. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, what was that one called? Oh, that one ruled. Uh, I love that movie. And then he but, breaks at the end and has to do a trick play, which is my favorite. Oh, I do love trick plays. Trick play, the movie yeah, I'd watch. That is like normal ass kid. The children power fantasies is why society's all fucked up nowadays. <laughs> it wasn't the violent video games. The movie for those of you yelling at the podcast. Yeah. It wasn't violent video games. It wasn't rock music. It wasn't comic books. It was 90s kids Child movies. <laughs> Saying that the worst thing that could ever happen to you is a bad guy gets slimed, and that if you get up to and in your life, something amazing is going to happen. Wait, to you. actually, this is why I love Little Big League. Um, because compared to Rookie of the Year, he was actually good at it. Like, like it wasn't just like a divine uh, thing. Like Little yeah, Big he, League was actually like he actually worked yeah. hard at. And spoiler alert, does not get what he wants. Also, like but there's some failure as well. Like that. I, that's why I thought it was like the more the more realistic uh, of this uh, fantasy. Also, it didn't. It wasn't an arm break that caused him to be good at baseball. That not because in mostly in baseball, arm surgery detrimental to your pitching career. Well, people can come yeah. back after Tommy John now. Yeah, because of the great Tommy John. That's the only reason they can do it. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea of taking that premise and making a superhero based off of it, where like somebody gets like their their bones all broken, but in a stronger way all around. Oh, yeah, the origin know? story is like fell off a bicycle. <laughs> And but at just the right over, angle, put him back real well. Oh my god! Wait, wait, wait! To take this to the extreme, it's it's only baseball. So, like, I think how about you start with superheroes? They get injured, and they're all now just good at baseball, but like really good. Oh, I like that. Yeah, they've come down. They've come down to our level. Sometimes yeah. I feel like Ezra, when you add an idea to an idea, you make it a way weirder idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we were going with like a Humpty Dumpty superhero, and then you made it back into a sports movie. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, so if I understand you correctly, they were superheroes. So they like get bit by a radioactive spider, become a superhero, uh-huh. then crash a bicycle, I want break basically. an arm, become not good at Spider Manning, but really good at baseball. This is this is basically reverse Space Jam. It's Jam Space where there's it started as the monsters and be, they become Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing. Yeah, like rather rather than pitting like a hat on a hat, you're like pitting a trampoline on my head for some reason now. <laughs> And like this is not even another hat. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, so this is exactly what our sponsor was hoping for when we when he wanted. Yeah, us. we I mean, really really got down that. to the nitty quick gritty. Of yeah, it was a little heady this week, y'all. Sorry. Yeah. If yeah, if our um, sponsor had known our true names, we would have been on track, but he did not. So <laughs> he couldn't force you to stay. Um, no binding spells. Does anybody uh, any closing thoughts? Do we do enough justice for this book? I mean, my main feeling is just that if you haven't read the book, this book fucks. Yeah, uh, yeah, this book fucks. I'd put that on the cover. 
it's I mean it is yeah you're right it's a PG it's a family it's a, it's a young adult this book dry humps oh, this, this is worse this book, this worse book, now book we're gonna have to go back to fucks yeah, because this, I feel like that's worse this <laughs> this book does over the clothes stuff and that is nope. I want worse, even worse, even worse. Wait, there this? was, uh, there was a, uh, let's see, I think a, a summer camp that Sarah went to, there was like a, um, uh, acronym for this. I really liked it. It was, um, hugging and kissing with clothes on, I think, which was hack, <laughs> uh, clothes. On. Yeah. It's like hack, hack wacko. Hugging hack and ki- wacko? I think, yeah. I think hugging and kissing with clothes on. Okay. Is what's okay. Yeah, that was uh, that. That so, was the level so, of of what you could do. Your, so wait, so they had to sit the kids down and be like, "No sex, but have some hack wacko." That's yeah, good to it. yeah. And that, that was the. I mean, that's you got to have those honest talks, I guess. Uh, yeah, you got to <laughs> control it somehow. You got to yeah, control it. I went to the summer camp this. where they said boys are blue and girls are red, and if we see any purple, you're all going home. <laughs> wait, so it's, just, it's so it's fairly just like it's like it's the same sex experimentation like. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I think they just looked at Ezra and were like, "We got to make sure this horn dog knows the rules here." Right? Yeah. <laughs> this, kid, this kid is gonna be getting it, and they saw Alex, and they were like, "Give him the color metaphor. It's fine. Yeah, he'll, he'll, be fine. fine. he'll be fine. He <laughs> loves colors. He loves Alex rules. Will be eating ice cream in the dorm room every morning for breakfast." Mm. it was a sports camp it was a sleepaway soccer camp but we were in a college uh, in their dorm eating in the dorm and so we the the soft serve machine was on at all meals and so i just made it my goal at a sports camp to eat ice cream at every meal every day oh, that and is there are competitive eaters though and you had no competition I I, so you were the I best was, i was supposed to be learning to be a soccer goalkeeper and instead i gained like nine pounds yeah, and said you were ruining your ass basically i, I mean at that <laughs> age <laughs> You're making purple, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you were doing to that sport what you're now doing to this great book. Yeah. I do not talking about it. Not I, taking it seriously. I feel like you what happened was they were like, hey, don't make any purple. And then I looked up from a bowl of ice cream at 9.15 in the morning, and I was like, you seriously thought that was worth mentioning? <laughs> 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 Anyway, this book fingers, so I highly <laughs> enjoy the time with this book is a kiss from your grandma on the cheek. Oh, that is weirder that you think that's sexual. So a I didn't make it sexual. Was, it's not supposed to be sexual. sexual. Yeah. It's not a grandma foreplay I was going for, okay? Good. All right. Um closing thoughts. Anybody else has anything else to say about a wizard of Earthsea? Uh I so I, I I wanted to like this a bit more than I did. I think it's oh. part of it. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it happens. Uh, I think it was kind of the thing where enough of it's like, it felt really important for me to just kind of keep on coming back to the context that this came out in, in the way that yeah. like, when I saw like, when I saw the Godfather, it was like, I was way late to the game and which yeah. I'd like seen a lot of like influences of, I'd seen it like in different forms many times over. Right. You say have to see yeah, like, this okay, is, this is, <laughs> we've talked about a few times in, slightly condescending film school is like stuff that was important but then you've seen the imitators for too long you've seen the advancements for too long yeah like if you'd watched all the time loop movies and then someone showed you uh the original you'd be like well i get that he's like falling in love on groundhog's day that's it yeah right he's not he's not he's not defeating aliens or like uh unblowing up a train or 
Yeah, I like yeah. to. Uh, I like the term creative inflation for this. Creative inflation. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, makes sense. Totally. Yeah, I mean, if I had read this when I was like fourteen and I was deep in the fantasy stuff, and that was like all I was about, and I read a passage from the Silmarillion to my English class, and they all looked at me like I was a freak, <laughs> I would have been all about this book. Yeah, this would have just been one of them, one of I the mean, other ones. What kind of my takeaway from this, and what I sort of said earlier with the, this being a really good kids' book, and not in a bad way. To me, this is the kind of book in the same way I think of like Douglas Adams, a lot of his work. And it's like, I read that much later in life. But if I had read that, if I had read like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy when I was 13, I am mm-hmm. sure I would be a different person today. It would have <laughs> rocked you. It well, would have rocked you. Yeah, I, I, read it, I, read like, it. I loved it then. If, yeah, if I had read it at like 10 or 11 or anything around that age. And I think that this is the kind of big book because. It, it is not like an epic, bombastic fantasy thing. I'm sure the series gets there later. I love that it's like an intimate story about how if you're too prideful and angry, you you know, these are the consequences. And it's really a story that has like this very nice parable about growing up and being a person and being responsible for your role in society and all that kind of stuff. And, and I just think being that, able to like face your mistakes from a child and grow from it, I think is a really positive ending to that. Yeah. And it's the type of thing that if I was like 13 and I read this, I would, I think I would have had like a real deep love for yeah. this series. I'm just, I'm, so I guess I'm just, I'm a little bit further up than everybody else, which is just that it's, it was the fact that it's not bombastic. The fact that like, like his big battle with dragons, he's just like, Hey, I know your name, dragon. So listen, Jeff, if you ever come near my friends, I'll be mad. And then Jeff, the dragon is like, oh, shit. OK, I promise. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's very it's very peaceful. And I actually think the the not bombasticness, the sort of like, like, I want to say lovely, which even though it does have mm. dark stuff, to it, it's just the simpleness of it was so pleasing for me this week. It yeah. was such what I needed during um, these difficult times, the commercials would say. Um, yeah, it, it was just it was just Why, a what's very going nice on. <laughs> sleep. So, okay. um <laughs> you're not missing anything bud cool 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 oh oh wait actually like nascar's cool anyway yeah, it's nascar's good. cool which yeah. is something i've known my whole life thanks for catching up yes <laughs> there's oh, a lot and, um, i don't know if i can catch you up on everything well yeah. you know how, how long i've been wanting to say like nascar nascar is actually really fun and fucking awesome uh and no one in this town would ever take that seriously <laughs> and now they have to man oh uh, yeah and um ezra um you took a huge bath on quibi by the way i know last time we oh, talked no you were talking so about how you, all your quibi stuff you, all yeah just buddy uh you they might were, need to sit down. they were quick bites how do the people not like this like did, oh you know did, did people there were, were people not using their phones on commutes anymore no could be part of it you know i don't want to go t- i don't want to yeah. overanalyze it it might have been that the programming was bad. I don't know. It could be that every That's part of it was probably bad. not it, but it was something. But something happened. Yeah, bad news. Fortunately, you have so many other competitors, including Peacock. So you got a lot of options now. I'm yeah. supposed to watch Peacocks now? You're supposed to watch it's free, kind of. I've for always a bit. been watching Peacocks for free. They don't you don't uh, Peacocks don't have any conception of money. Yeah, they um for sure do. How do you think they get so shiny on the back? That is yeah the money baby that's, that's cash that's cash, <laughs> cash money. It's literal cash that's how it gets there um this is what david wanted all right uh, 
we're gonna end it. This is there. what you wanted, David. Thanks, David. Thanks, Maggie. I hope, David and Maggie, I hope you guys had a good time. I hope you enjoyed us our discussion, and thanks for giving us a good time. That sounded a little dirty that I meant. Anyway, thank you so much Just for a listening. kiss on the we'll cheek from your grandma. We'll be back next week. Next week, we're talking about hairspray. Oh. 88 version of Hairspray. Not the new movie, not the product. And uh, the reason we're talking about this is uh, guests are back. So uh, we've kind of gone with the pared down panel where we found our voice for season three. And now starting summer, the summer of friendship, we're bringing some people back on the show and, and expanding our conversation. Um, and one of the things that I'm doing, so next week, uh, Bree is going to be back, one of our most common and most requested guests. Yes. And I, I'm telling our guests that they can pick something that either they want to teach us about or they want to learn more about. So it could go either way. And one of the things that Bree said, Bree is like, I think a little more on the teaching side of this, but what, one of the things she said was, I just can't wait, wait to hear Alo talk about John Waters. So, Anthony, specifically for you, specifically excited to hear you talking about John Waters. So when I told you that we're watching it and you were like, I'm so stoked to talk about John Waters, mission accomplished. Everybody was, I, I was very excited uh, to hear that. Anything from the great city of Baltimore. I just am a huge... The more, the more Baltimore in the world, <laughs> the more I just go wild. Well, I like that I, that's where you go with John Waters. Like, you see Baltimore. him and you're like, it's a Baltimore import right there. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he goes out of his way to make sure he's he's the um, Baltimore, like the M Night Shyamalan of Baltimore. Just <laughs> shoots movies within the five year old blocks around his house. I like that. Um, well, I'm looking forward to talking about that and having Bree on. If you guys have suggestions for guests or things you want us to talk about coming up, you can email us podcast at readweb.com. And you can do like David does if you did, if you wanted to become a sponsor. Um, you can uh, hit us up with your idea and we can talk through it. I can tell you about it. It costs way more than it should, probably. Um, it's not worth it. It's sort of kind of like sending money to a Bitcoin scam, just so you know, um, not tax deductible. And uh, we really appreciate it. And speaking of which, you can also become a meat buddy by going to meatreon.com. Not meat Ron. Not meat Ron. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But Metreon. One of those is porn. One of them is for sale. But if you go to Metreon.com, M-E-A-T-R-E-O-N, or you just look us up on Patreon.com slash Meat Buddies, um, you can become a Meat Buddy and help support our show. And we thank you for it, even though we don't deserve it. Thanks for coming back, Ez. It was great to speak with you again. Yeah, this is fun. I, do you ever think that, like, what if all the historical records of 2020 are destroyed, except for the podcast, and people have to kind of piece it back together of what was going on? From this, from just this show. Yeah, well, this whole year. This but yeah. time capsule is the only thing that people have to understand what was happening in 2020. I don't think And they're think like, they'll all I know is the Quibi didn't work out. <laughs> and it seems like yeah. kind of... like, all they're going to know is at the beginning of the year, you and Hunter were all okay by the end of the year. You had both gone full Joker. Yeah, full <laughs> Joker, dude. Hunter went Joker in July. I'm giving Alex about August. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. yeah. I, and and uh, anyway, buy buy Goya beans or don't buy Goya beans. I don't remember. Um, anyway, as if you're always welcome back, we'd love to have talking to you. But if you want more Ezra, uh, we can you can still hear him on Pack Your Mics, uh, which even though the uh, season, current season of Top Chef is over, um, last week we did a very we had a very interesting chat about mostly about the show Holy Moly on ABC, but also about other um, what we call sports throwaway summer game show type crap, and it was a very fun chat. And uh, also, we're going to be doing a rewatch of Top Chef Season 10. So if you like pack, like Top Chef, you can kind of check that out. Packyourmics.com and Ezra will be there. 
Thanks, buddy. Yeah, this is fun. I'll see you again in another four months. Hopefully, y'all can sort out whatever's going on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, in four months, let's see. um, Hopefully, you wake up and there's school available. We'll find out. That'd be Um, nice. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Dude, I Uh, need to go to school. (laughs) My mom is freaked out. Speaking of... uh, Nope, not speaking of anything. Um, Thanks for talking, Hunter. That reminds me to say goodbye to you. Go enjoy your Popeyes. Yeah, more Popeyes every day. Eat now, it. Anthony, thanks for hanging out. You and I need to end this quickly so our wives can um, get their bedrooms back. Yeah. Our bedrooms back to them, whatever that is. Anyway. Yeah, that sucker still has a job. She has to go to bed here and then Mine too. All right, great talking to all of you. Uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Goodbye. Right. Bye. Bye.